You are listening to the Metabolic PCOS Coach Podcast and I am your host Dr. Rashmi Pawar, a gynecologist and a master certified life and weight coach who helps you reverse your PCOS to avoid all the complications associated with it while staying reversed for the rest of your life. So what is an ectopic pregnancy? Uh, basically, normally, anyone who gets pregnant anytime, they assume that it's in the uterus and the baby's going to come out at the end of nine months. There are some who don't have that basic knowledge, and that's why doctors exist. That's why the internet is full of information. But most people know that when you're pregnant, the pregnancy is in the uterus. Now, the pregnancy needs to be in the body of the uterus. So if um, I don't have the images of the uterus, but uterus has many parts, like the, the female genital system comprises of the uterus, the fallopian tubes, the ovaries, the cervix, which is the mouth of the uterus, and the vagina. So the pregnancy needs to stick in the body of the uterus. It shouldn't be near the junction where the tubes are um, meeting the uterus and it should not be in the cervix which is this uh, uterus mouth and it should not be high varsha it should not also be in the cesarean scar it should not be in the tube so sometimes the pregnancy implants outside of this body of the uterus so it can implant in the tube because that's where the pregnancy forms egg releases from the ovary and the tube will go and catch it the egg lives in the tube for 24 hours so at that time if you have sex the sperms have to travel all the way from vagina cervix uterus tubes long tube at the end of the tube they will meet the baby and this baby will with the ciliary movement the gentle movement of the tube it will come and stick inside the uterus So that's the fertilization process and that's how the implantation would happen. But sometimes the pregnancy can get stuck in the tube because of variety of factors sometimes and I'll talk about them uh, after this. Um, And if the pregnancy gets stuck in the tube and starts growing there, that's a tubal pregnancy, which is the most common form of ectopic pregnancy. The next common other places if it gets stuck like in the cervix, that is a complication is supposed to not be there. Sometimes it can get stuck in the cesarean scar, like if you have had multiple cesarean sections, the pregnancy can get stuck in the cesarean scar. It can get stuck in the ovaries, as in the egg formed there and instead of the baby formed in the tube, instead of the baby going to the uterus, it gets fallen on the ovary or sometimes it falls in the abdomen and can produce an abdominal pregnancy. These are rare, but we do encounter them, like in my clinical experience of 15 years of as an obstetrician, I have seen all of these pregnancies. Of course, tubal pregnancy is something which we see literally on a daily basis. It's really that common for us. But especially if you're working, if we are working, if any of the doctors are working in high risk obstetrics, but if you're like going to a small clinic, that doctor might not see so many ectopics because it's a clinic. Uh, okay, so the baby is supposed to be in the uterus and grow there in the body of the uterus it cannot grow in the tube because it's so thin 
it cannot grow in the cervix even if it's very thick it's it's not the cervix will not expand and it's very painful it cannot grow in the cesarean scar because again it's not where the babies can grow it can rupture anytime it cannot grow on the ovaries very small organ it has no muscle no nothing it cannot grow on the abdomen also there are some cases of abdominal pregnancies and there were some th thoughts about it of uh, how, how how men can get pregnant if the baby is implanted into the in their abdomen because the placenta and everything can form like pregnancy is really weird sometimes but these are very rare pregnancies they don't survive because the baby cannot grow there now so the growing pregnancy if the preg if the pregnancy has implanted in the uterus outside of the uterus in areas where it's not supposed to grow the pregnancy will keep growing there and it can rupture anytime because pregnancy has a lot of blood supply so if it breaks that container where it is uh, growing it can lead to a lot of pain because there is bleeding happening inside your abdomen the abdominal cavity should not have anything it has some peritoneal fluid and that's it if there is any extra fluid in there it's very painful so when the blood starts trickling into the abdomen it causes a lot of abdominal pain plus you might sometimes experience mild bleeding now this pregnancy is not in the uterus but there is some changes happening in the endometrium or the uterus lining which can produce some bleeding so there can be severe abdominal pain there can be mild bleeding and you might experience fainting episodes fainting episodes means sudden dizziness you actually fell down that's because your blood pressure is coming down or the organs which are not supposed to hold anything are getting stretched so you might experience such incidents if these things happen severe abdominal pain which you can't cope with bleeding or fainting episodes you need to report to the emergency room urgent care doctor hospital go to your healthcare provider because there is a chance that you're bleeding inside sometimes the bleeding is so much that when you lie down it can irritate the diaphragm and cause, cause shoulder tip pain so that sign is also another uh, like if you're getting shoulder pain suddenly go to the doctor so now that is about what is ectopic pregnancy so what are the causes of ectopic pregnancy would you be getting an ectopic pregnancy normally speaking um, there are cases where a patient has had no risk factor and she still got ectopic pregnancy because as I said the pregnancy forms in the tube and is supposed to gently move and come and stick inside the uterus but sometimes the tubal lining inside the cilia are less or they are not moving properly and it can get stuck so that can happen without any risk factors or it can happen if you're taking a birth control pill, not birth, like progesterone contraception or a progesterone intrauterine device or a copper intrauterine device. It can prevent the pregnancy to get stuck inside the uterus, but it's actually formed on the side. The chances of that happening with a progesterone IUD are lesser, but pregnancy really, it can happen anytime. If you have damaged tubes because of, oh my... Facebook live has been interrupted. If you have damaged tubes because of pelvic surgeries or pelvic surgeries or pelvic infections, 
like um, STDs like uh, gonorrhea, chlamydia, or even like for Indians, genital tuberculosis, um, endometriosis can cause damage to the delicate tubes. The tubes, the tubes are very delicate. They're literally, when if you look at it, when, when we look at it, we even during cesarean section by mistake if a tube has come in we like gently push it aside because it's really a very delicate organ so if any damage to that tube like suppose if you had had pelvic surgeries and you have some scars inside then that tube will be kinked if you have endometriosis and scarring of that tube or like tubal cysts or ovarian cysts and some sort of pathology happening in the pelvis the chances of tubes being kinked and then that tube holding the baby are higher. So these are the common risk factors and the most common is previous ectopic. If you have had ectopic pregnancy in your past, the chances of you having ectopic are higher. So that's why if we ever do a surgery and if we see that the tube is damaged, we actually tell the patient that we are going to remove the tube. That's what we recommend because if once the tube is damaged, chances of you getting an ectopic again are very high. Um, and I will talk more about that after this. Um, so if you have any of these risk factors, you have, and yeah, another very important risk factor is fertility treatment. Even if you take Clomid, you have not gone to the doctor, you're not doing IUI, you're not doing IVF, you're just taking Clomid at home by yourself. Some doctor somewhere guided you and you took it, it will produce multiple eggs. And with multiple eggs, there can be multiple pregnancies. So sometimes the pregnancy can stick outside on the ovary, sometimes in the tube, sometimes in the uh, uterus, and it can produce a heterotropic pregnancy. This is very common in IVF also. So any sort of fertility treatment can increase your risk of ectopic pregnancy because generally fertility treatment is offered to patients like endometriosis or who are really struggling like tubal damage so these patients already have a damage and now they're trying to do fertility treatment so the babies will go and stick in the tube that's very common so these if you have one of these risk factors like fertility treatment previous pelvic surgeries previous ectopic pregnancies endometriosis pelvic infections pelvic damage intrauterine devices you are at a slightly higher risk of ectopic pregnancy but there are many patients who have had all these risk factors and still never got an ectopic pregnancy that is the beauty of pregnancy and that's 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 where you have to keep trying because even if you have all this drama going on in your pelvis genetically we are programmed to create a baby believe that genetically you are programmed to be a mother so you need to be in the belief that you can have that baby no matter what and keep trying until you get what you want. So, how do you know if you have an ectopic pregnancy? This, 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 this problem has started mainly because we have access to information. We have access to so much information on the internet before, like before the internet, like I was in school that time, <laughs> before the internet, the only way we had information was with a doctor. And that's why doctors were treated like, really like God in India, at least. So 
their word mattered then came the internet and there was so much information on the internet by people who are their intention was to support you but you know how our human mind is any information is optional thought so our brain can really latch onto those informations and create a lot of fear in our brain so the in today's day and age even if you don't have healthcare uh, options available your mind will still worry about things like ectopic because you have information you have googled it so you might still think oh what if it's an ectopic you your friend got it or even if nobody got it that fear still exists in so many patients especially who are uh, doing their research on a regular basis so the only way that you can know if you have ectopic pregnancy is first of all you have missed your periods some patients don't even miss their periods pregnancy is funny um you have missed your periods you have pain or bleeding now suppose you never missed your period but your period is somehow funny as in it's very scanty and then you have pain so that's that's also how one some one of the ways how ectopic pregnancies can present like patient would say i never missed my period but my last period was really unusual so any time you feel like your period is unusual is lesser than usual and then you get pain there is slightly higher risk that maybe it's an ectopic maybe it's a pregnancy that's why any period problem for a woman between the age of 20 to say 45 any period problem we have to rule out pregnancy because pregnancies can behave this way so the doctor will always do a pregnancy test so miss period some pain bleeding might be your early signs now these signs might happen with an intrauterine pregnancy also that's why ectopic is like uh you have to wait and watch like you will really need to go multiple times to your doctor to confirm so if you're like if you just want to know whether i'm gonna get an ectopic pregnancy or whether this pregnancy is an ectopic pregnancy you have to be patient because there's really no way to confirm it immediately all right or the google will not tell you so <laughs> you can watch this video <laughs> till the end and understand how ectopic works the the only way someone can diagnose you of ectopic is with your by your doctor so you need to believe that your doctor is going to help like because so many times the patients get so confused and so they'll go hopping to the doctors not trusting their own doctor and that's understandable because doctors are human beings too and you want to protect yourself and your baby right so the only way to diagnose is with ultrasound and beta hcg or serial hcg values you can never diagnose it on your own google doctor will not help you with it even if someone has really devised a formula an equation you know how those calculators are very intentional someone really wanted to help you out even if that is available you still need doctor's eyes and interpretation to confirm it so you will need to visit your doctor and you might need to visit your doctor multiple times because they might not diagnose it firsthand now it depends on which part of the world you are in if you don't have access to healthcare facility now this happens even in developed countries like i had a client who was in canada 
but they have Canada, U UK, these places they have very scheduled appointments. And even if they have scheduled appoint, like they are like appointments are far off, right? And if something happens, small, small things in pregnancy, they can't just go to the emergency room because there is like so much waiting there. So patients generally will try to go on the internet and try to solve these problems on their own, which is fine, don't worry about it. So if you don't have access to healthcare, but you have access to your phone, <laughs> you will have to report to the doctor if you have severe abdominal pain, bleeding, fainting episodes. I mean, that is an emergency, you will definitely have to go then. But suppose if you're like really worried, like there should be no bleeding in pregnancy, why are you getting bleeding? Then please don't think about the ER waiting time and just go to the doctor. You will figure it out because how else are you going to sit at home and stay with that bleeding and pain with all these thoughts in your mind that what if it's an ectopic pregnancy? So make that visit to the doctor and they will do some tests at least to give you some answers. But if you have easy access to healthcare like India, like UAE, here we can just like in India also affordable healthcare. So patients will go to the doctors and like regularly. They will go and get their answers. Even UAE, patients have insurance. So they will go to the doctor. Some insurances are really good. So they will pay for a bazillion number of visits. Like every day patient is in the hospital. So that kind of insurance, if you have, you might go to the doctor the moment you miss your period. I have had patients, they have not even missed their period and they're before because they know, okay, I've not missed my period, but I feel nausea and I have pain and I think I'm pregnant and they have come to the doctor. So this can happen. You might be one of them. So the mind will take you like, what if it's an ectopic, right? Like, and you have access to information, but now what? So if you have access to healthcare, then you might get diagnosed of an ectopic earlier. Now, most women wish to see the baby the moment they miss their period the moment because the technology is there they have friends who got to know so they know it so the easiest thing for a doctor to do is an ultrasound especially if she has confirmed she has done a home pregnancy test and the patient knows that she's pregnant she has a pregnancy nausea vomiting and the other changes of pregnancy and this is the first test the doctor might do is a transvaginal ultrasound because the pregnancy is small and it's closer from a vaginal ultrasound to see if the pregnancy is in the uterus. If we see the sac is in the uterus, we know how it looks. So it's pretty diagnostic and it gives a quick answer. So if the patient is reassured, the doctor is reassured, everyone goes home happily. We still don't know how the pregnancy is going to be, but at least we have ruled out ectopic. So a transvaginal ultrasound can start picking up the baby as early as five to six weeks, the sac in the uterus is very, very reassuring. Now, if they don't see a sac in the uterus, and suppose you're like five weeks pregnant and they don't see a sac in the uterus, then they will offer a blood pregnancy test or an HCG value. So most hospitals will have that HCG value in like an hour's time, depending on their laboratory facilities so that might be as quick as possible for many but uh, some hospitals it might not be available they might say come tomorrow because 
they really don't know when the machine will be started and when they will process and get the answers. So if the HCG is done and it's very low, then the doctor might just tell you, okay, come after some time. They will calculate like because the HCG needs to be at least 1500 to be to show the pregnancy in the uterus. So if the HCG is lower than that, many doctors will still call the patient to check if they're doubling, which I personally don't think is necessary. I will personally calculate the doubling. HCG hormone generally doubles in pregnancy, at least in early pregnancy. So I will calculate how much, when it will reach 1500 or 2000 as per the doubling, and I will call the patient for an ultrasound then. So suppose your HCG has reached 15,000 and still the pregnancy is not seen in the uterus, that might give a sign that maybe it's an ectopic. Because even if the pregnancy is in the tube, we don't generally see anything. <laughs> like everything might still look normal because it's too tiny. And the tubes normally cannot be seen on ultrasound. It's only when there is something inside the tube that it is seen because they are so delicate. So they might do ultrasound also with the HCG. So if the HCG is 1500 and there's nothing seen in the uterus or the adnex, the high suspicion of uh, ectopic. Now, even now, the doctor might still not offer you some treatment because treatment might involve killing the baby and we don't want to kill the baby when it is in the uterus. So we have to be absolutely sure that the pregnancy is outside because what if we give you the medicine or what if we do the surgery and then later on turns out that the pregnancy was in the uterus, it continued to grow. Then you have that early baby has undergone all these uh, medications and surgical risk and all of that. And this happens. Now, that's how, so the doctor might again ask you, some patients, some doctors will ask you to stay in the hospital because you can rupture anytime which I personally think is unnecessary. Uh, if the patient has no symptoms, he's living close by, you can go home. But yes, some doctors are very, very clear about it. And that depends from doctor to doctor. That depends from hospital to hospital. They have their own policies. So they might want to confirm again in 48 to 72 hours to see if the HCG has doubled. If HCG has not doubled and the ultrasound shows no sign of pregnancy in the uterus, then they confirm it as an ectopic pregnancy. Okay, so what are the treatment options of ectopic pregnancy? So this really is, there are a few more topics I'm going to cover and um, this will also be recorded as a podcast episode so you can listen to it if you ever get confused about it. So there are three treatment options for ectopic. There's conservative management, there's medical management and there's surgical management. So again, before the doctor offers any treatment to you, they will want to be absolutely sure. So you might need to be patient again until it's confirmed with a lot of breaks. So, if it is confirmed and your doctor can offer you conservative line of management, which is basically do nothing. Now, this is generally a rare form of treatment option provided, and it's not really practiced that much. But in this, what happens is we don't do anything and the nature takes care of it and tries to resolve the ectopic pregnancy. This method can be offered to patients who are living very close by. So if suppose something happens, they come quickly to the hospital, they're educated, aware of all the warning symptoms. 
and they are not willing for further treatment. So only those patients are candidates for this, and it's like a very early pregnancy. They have done the uh, blood tests, ultrasounds, everything, and you know that they, they have to fit a different criteria. Now the next is medical treatment, which is basically with methotrexate. So it can be one shot or it can be like three shots. So it's an injection which basically dissolves the live pregnancy in the tube in very early stages. So every hospital has their own criteria. Every country has their own criteria. So it depends on that. They will offer you this injection. Now this methotrexate, it demands regular follow-up. And with every follow-up, they will have that criteria. You might have to do HCG, blood test, repeated ultrasounds, because there is a slight risk that this treatment might fail. So it is a good option for those who want to hold on to their tubes, those who don't want to take any risk of removing the tube. So methotrexate exists, and that's why many IVF doctors, because with fertility, ectopics can happen. So they are doing HCG early on so that they can offer methotrexate because otherwise they might have to remove the tube. Now, the third option is surgical option, which is basically either you open the abdomen, which is a laparotomy, which is not done nowadays in advanced countries. And even in like India and Pakistan, they are doing keyhole surgeries. So during the surgery, they will put a telescope inside your abdomen and look around. And if there is, of course, you have come with ruptured abdomen, ruptured uh, ectopic, then there is bleeding inside already. But if there is no blood inside and they just look, everything looks clean, but the tube is swollen, there are signs of ectopic, the tube looks damaged, they might remove the tube. So that is the surgical option. Now, in today's day and age, that is an easier option for patients because we always we have IVF as an available option, especially if you are going to want to have babies and there's no tube, you can have can do IVF, which bypasses the tube. But 10, 15 years back, there was no IVF. And that time we had to save the tubes. We had to repair the tubes so that the patient can get pregnant. But things are different now. So these are the three options of ectopic pregnancy. How can you prevent ectopic pregnancy? So the only way to avoid it is if you bypass the tube you bypass the ovaries, you bypass the abdomen, and that can happen with IVF. But even with IVF, you might get coronal pregnancies, which is basically the pregnancy which was put from down from the cervix, it didn't stick in the uterus, it went in the corners of the uterus, that is where the tube was, and it got stuck there. Or sometimes it gets stuck in the cervical canal, or sometimes it can get stuck in the cesarean scar. So. There is really no way to avoid an ectopic pregnancy, especially if you are at risk. But you can prevent it in a few conditions. Like if you figure out ways to conceive without fertility treatment, because fertility treatment is one of the risk factors which can put you at risk of IVF, especially in PCOS and unexplained infertility. So in PCOS women, they need sometimes IVF because they are not ovulating naturally. They might need fertility treatment, right? But if you 
really take it to your heart to improve your lifestyle and dietary modifications you might start ovulating on your own and once you start ovulating on your own the risk of ectopic is so much lesser compared to you undergoing fertility treatment so there's so much benefit in managing your mind to change your lifestyle change the way you eat because you will reduce so many risks of uh, so many things which happen in pregnancy because of PCOS and insulin resistance. And you can also bypass ectopic, slightly lesser risk. Also in unexplained infertility, it is when there is no cause of infertility found, both in husband or wife. In these cases, mindset management to align your thoughts towards creating that result of having a baby is something worth trying. This is because we create our reality our thoughts create our reality and I help my clients with that. So that is something where you can avoid ectopic pregnancy if you manage your mind before going for fertility treatments. So I can help you with both of these, the lifestyle modification, the dietary modifications and managing your mind to get that baby while you're undergoing fertility treatment or recurrent pregnancy loss. And I, I even help women undergoing pregnancy trauma so if you want to work with me, please let me know. Now, the last topic is basically emotional trauma, which comes with ectopic pregnancy. Anytime a couple conceives, they assume that the baby is going to be healthy. They start dreaming. They allow themselves to enjoy the baby ahead of time. They really start to dream. They start like, getting excited, getting eager everything right until there's pain or there's bleeding so that's the first trauma that they experience okay my light disappeared again okay hold on so that is the first trauma they experience when it comes to the shock in pregnancy the doctor might not confirm the diagnosis in the first visit. That is again traumatic. They might need alternate day visits with blood tests, uncomfortable vaginal ultrasounds. And the worst of all, the waiting, the waiting to know the answers, the waiting outside doctor's office, the waiting, the waiting, the waiting. They get, they are in constant fear about losing the baby feeling absolutely helpless, hopeless, powerless. They can't hope that all is well. Neither can they stop thinking that what will happen, what is happening until they know for sure, like they can't even get rid of it. And eventually the doctor will confirm and then they will have, there'll come the time when they have to decide what type of treatment you want, conservative, medical or surgical. Medical management demands more blood tests, more visits, pain while the medicine is working, when the tube is melting, I mean the tubal pregnancy is melting, the fear of failure of the injection and the injection not working. That Those are the risks with medical management. Whereas with surgical management, it might be a shortcut, but you might lose the tube. Apart from the surgical risk, the anesthesia risk. So none of these options are easy. And you will carry the same fear. All that you went through in these few weeks, you'll carry it to the next pregnancy. You'll carry the same brain there. 
but I want to offer you to choose to go a few years ahead of time. Go ahead in time. None of this, what you're going through right now, would matter when you're running behind your toddler like a headless chicken. Because that is inevitable. You're supposed to have a baby. You can choose to believe that. So no matter the path that you had to take to get to that toddler, that whether you got it normally, spontaneous pregnancy, or you had miscarriages, ectopics, IVFs, failed attempts, pregnancy complications, you will get your baby as long as you don't give up. So that's what I can help you with. I can help you staying committed until you become the mother that you want to be. So if you're interested, let me know, DM me, get in touch with me and we can get started to manage your mind towards it. All right, my friend. So that's all about ectopic that I could think of. This is what I talk to my patients about whenever I used to see them in urgent care in clinics and hospitals. This is all that there is I know of so far of ectopic pregnancy. And if you have any questions, please post in the comments. And if you have no questions, I don't see any comments except for hi, hi, Varsha. And hey, if you are ready to reverse your PCOS, I want to invite you to a discovery call with me to get started on your journey to reversing PCOS where you are going to lose the weight first, the hardest part, and then get to all your health goals by staying insulin sensitive for the rest of your life using my proven formula. Just head over to the link in bio to book your call. I'll see you there.